Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Now, speaking of growth, a group of Metro Vancouver mayors rolled out a new campaign designed to show public support for provincial and federal funding for transit expansion. Uh, a variety of mayors I was watching on the news uh, earlier today were speaking on the issue. One of them was Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke. She spoke at the press conference. Take a listen. We are here to call on the federal and provincial governments to commit the funding that is urgently, urgently needed to deliver the critical transit investment that our growing region requires. Our transit system simply cannot keep up with the demand of our region as it grows at a record pace, putting further pressures on affordability. Here in Surrey, transit is overloaded and overcrowded. Ridership in Surrey is booming and has exceeded the pre-pandemic levels. Increased service is critical to support our continued growth and our housing needs in Surrey and immediate action is required now. That was Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke speaking earlier today. There were a variety of mayors, and one of them uh, that was also there was Brad West. He's the mayor of Port Coquitlam, but he's also the chair of the TransLink Mayor's Council, and he joins us now. Brad, thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me, Jazz. Uh, how successful do you think you'll be? Because there's a tremendous amount, of course, ask of Victoria and Ottawa for a variety of issues. What makes you think Vancouver's transit needs are a priority, particularly for Ottawa? Well, you're, you're right. There are a lot of com- competing demands right now, and I'm certainly cognizant of of that. A number of our systems are under pressure. But the reality is the federal and provincial government have both put a massive priority on housing. We have seen them make very significant changes, uh, uh, the province in particular with their legislation around housing. They've established incredibly ambitious targets for housing. And it's very clear that if you're going to have those sort of housing targets, if you're going to have a huge push to build more homes, you have to have transit and transportation options that go along with it. Those two things cannot be divorced from one another. If you do that, what's going to happen? People are going to have no choice but to use their vehicle. People use their vehicle, you're going to see increased congestion, a deterioration in quality of life in this region. The province and the federal government won't meet their uh, climate objectives. So I do think that they're going to, and certainly they have communicated to us that they understand that these investments in transit are really critical because it underpins a whole bunch of the goals that they've set for themselves. What's your ask? We're asking for $500 million in capital funding. And we need $200 million in operating funding to be able to, uh, to then operate the expansion that we're planning for. That would g- allow us to be able to proceed with uh, expansion of uh, our BRT, bus rapid transit lines, uh, that we have uh, unanimously as mayors come together and supported uh, in some of the most congested and busiest parts and fastest growing parts of our region. Uh, we've identified as the first three uh, Surrey, Langley, and the North Shore. Um, 
In addition to that, it will allow us to begin to uh, roll out expanded bus service uh, as well as uh, our rapid transit extensions as well. So um, that's the ask. Uh, we're, we're trying to be very cognizant, again, of the fact that there are a number of demands out there. Um, and the needs of our transit system are great, and they're throughout all of Metro Vancouver. Uh, but we understand that th- this is going to be a, uh, a process of phasing things in. Uh, but we have to get to a point where we're delivering expansion. We're delivering year-over-year improvement. Uh, I mean, that's the only way that we're going to be successful as a region. And you're talking about the bus rapid transit. The, the North Shore, that would be Park Royal to Metrotown via Fibs Exchange and Willingdon Avenue, uh, 200, the Langley to Maple Ridge along 200th Avenue, and, of course, straight to White Rock along the King George Boulevard. You've talked about the $200 million operating uh, cost. That's going to be, I guess, year-over-year. Uh, ongoing um, is I just want to confirm this. So the dollars for the present SkyTrain expansion to Langley City, those are that money is there. That is going to move forward. That's going to go. The money is there and set aside already. We've got the money for uh, th- that's correct. I mean the the money uh, is in place uh, for the construction. That's well underway. Um, it's going to cost money to operate that system as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always the other piece of it. Uh, and that gets to one of the larger issues and where we're having discussions with the province as well, which is we actually need to get a, a, a different model uh, for our transit agency in terms of how it's, uh, how it's financed beyond uh, capital. Um, but that will be our, our next challenge, one thing <laughs> at a time, I suppose, um, the the first and most urgent need right now is we cannot get ourselves in the position which we will come to in April if we have not been able to secure these uh, funding commitments from the province of having to delay these projects uh, of having to look at where service reductions could occur um, that would come at the worst possible time because the system is already under a massive amount of strain TransLink leads ridership recovery in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has, in some parts of the region, uh, grown by leaps and bounds. Surrey and south of the Fraser and Delta uh, and in Langley, ridership is at record levels. Um, and, and people are getting rightfully very frustrated by being passed up by a bus, by, you know, barely being able to squeeze onto a SkyTrain. Um, you know, this is only going to be compounded, and it's going to get worse if we don't take action now. Uh, when you talk about funding, I mean, uh, how would you rebuild this transit system in regards to its funding model? And what I mean by that is every time I see a Tesla, this morning I'm driving in, I saw a Rivian, another EV-type uh, vehicle, and none of those folks are playing, paying the uh, transit tax when every time you gas up, that money goes, part of that part of the dollars goes to TransLink. That's your funding model. Um that's all going away with more EVs being purchased. If you were to reimagine TransLink funding model, how would it work in your mind? Well, I, I couldn't agree more. I, you have to be very alive to the transition that's happening in front of us. And, and right now, having a funding model that depends on uh, property taxes and gas taxes primarily, and then a little bit on, on transit fares, uh, is, is certainly outdated, and it's only going to become a bigger challenge as more and more people switch to EVs. Uh, so what's a better model? Um, I, you know, there are a number of different options, and, and the Mayor's Council hasn't said, this is the one, it's got to be this or it's got to be that. Um, you know, 
certainly I think there's a recognition that um, if there's you know if there's going to continue to be contributions um, from road users that uh, we have to capture uh, uh, people who are driving EVs as well. Um, you're going to see by uh, by provincial uh, regulation uh, where we can actually no longer even have new gas-powered vehicles sold. You're going to have everyone eventually getting over into EVs if that's if it goes the way the province has laid out. So you've you got to address that. Um, and, you know, I don't think we're ruling things in or out. Uh, we are saying to the province, this is uh, a discussion that we have to have. And it, quite frankly, it's a discussion uh, that, you know, and you would be familiar with this uh, over your time covering these things. I mean, how long have we been talking about this? I mean, whether it goes back to the referendum that happened in uh, in the region uh, and even before that, um, this is something that has plagued us for decades and it becomes very much a groundhog's day over and over again you know there's big debates over how do we uh, fund transit um, we need these projects but how do we pay for them and and we never get anywhere what ends up happening is the track record is once a decade or so usually tied to an international event like expo or the olympics mm-hmm. we get a major expansion of the transit system other than that you know, we kind of just, <laughs> we just kind of, um, you know, uh, carry on with, uh, you know, very incremental improvements. Um, that's just not going to cut it anymore for a region like ours that's experiencing the type of growth that we are. Uh, record-setting population growth. You previewed the fact that you're doing a deep dive in, into immigration. And that's where I think the federal government really has a responsibility to be a part of this. They are driving a huge amount of this growth in our region, it's putting huge demands on many systems, including transit, uh, and they need to be part of that solution. Brad, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to talking to you on this issue uh, in the weeks ahead because the time is a ticking, as they say. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me, Jess.